Now, it's time for the Enforcer. Winner of four Stanley Cups. One of the most dangerous men ever to lace up the skates. It's the Darren McCarty Show. Brought to you by Pain-Free Life Centers. High-intensity, high-dose laser therapy. Live your life pain-free with no drugs, no surgery, and no side effects. Now, here's Darren McCarty. Happy Friday, you all. And you know what? I can segue this. If you're listening to me, uh, then the Spartans got put out of their misery this year because we are on. Yes, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion. Darren McCarty with the Darren McCarty Show here on this Friday night uh, joining you. We actually taped this on Wednesday, so a couple things later in the show. But I will I will preface this like I have for the past two years. March 9th, here we go. Joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Shani Belegian. Shani, how you doing, bud? Mac, tremendous. Uh, no, I appreciate you guys doing this. Like you said, Michigan State wins. Nobody's hearing this. Michigan State loses to Maryland. We're waiting to find out what the tournament is. I'm going to be at a different tournament all weekend long. I've got the high school semis and finals going on at USA Hockey Arena. So you guys did me a solid, and I owe you all a solid. No, no worries. Uh, Obviously, the guy that puts it all together on the ones and twos, we got Eric Dortch. Dortch. What's up, guys? Ah, Mr. Positive, I love it. Anyways, uh, Dorchy, how you doing, bud? How was your week? Pretty good, pretty good. So far, so good. Uh, all the big changes around here, moving upstairs to the new studio. So it's been a hectic week so far, but it's I, a lot of fun. I saw our boy. Let's speak about that because I'm banned from the studio. They won't <laughs> let me anywhere near there, but that's just another issue that I have with some of the stat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Somebody going to take me serious. I forgot I'm not on my podcast. I'm on WJR right now. No, nothing's wrong. We're all a happy family. And I saw through, through our brother, sister station and our friend, uh, Blaine Fowler. Um, which when I think of Blaine Fowler, I think of huge wings fan, which by the way, I will have a diatribe about what I witnessed last night, which is unacceptable, but we'll get to that. But as we mentioned, what a great, what a great look, what a great, you know, upgrade to the studio. I mean, honestly, that's going from like war, uh, warden June Cleaver's house to going into to Kanye and I guess not Kim Kardashian or <laughs> Kim West anymore, but to, to their palatial palace, or maybe the one we saw the Stafford's palatial go. palace out in LA. Right. Uh, I'm excited to get back in. It looks like fun. Yeah, no doubt. You know, Mac, by the way, you know, since Dorch is so kind putting this all together, I, I figured I could finally invite him over to my house for a barbecue. <gasps> Yeah, Dorch, oh. uh, April 30th. I'd love to have you over for a barbecue. Oh, that That's so nice of you. I, I really appreciate that. But since this will never air, we'll never know about it. And uh, I unfortunately will be out of town. But I appreciate the invite, man. I really See, do. Mac? Nice work, Son. So nice work checking the calendar. I tried, Mac. Way to check I the tried. calendar. To it's make a real shame. Can I ask, though, that, that, know, that, that, that I, voice you yeah. just heard, did he get invited? Did Brandon Blake get an invite to this barbecue? He was one of the first people yeah. I sent a text to. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
He's an open invite. It's a real that's, shame. Hey, that's Uncle Mitch's nephew right there. That's Uncle <laughs> Mitch's favorite nephew, right there. Um, and we're happy we to you, join George. us too. Hey, B, how how's your week, B? And I know that uh, you're in here because you know I I like to break the kayfabe and stuff like this. Is that you know you, you got to be there till eight o'clock anyways? Yes. But I'm glad you joined us. As of always, course. anything for you guys. Just you like it's Sean's barbecue. Yes. Wait, anything? You mean you get it. them well, to change hey, the date? Um, <laughs> Ha ha ha! I well, that's good, Dorch. Well, unfortunate. We'll probably send you uh, great pictures of it, and I look forward to it and stuff like this. But a uh, lot of things going on, uh, like you said, Sean. And whether people hear this or not, I I just like having a conversation with you guys because uh, one of the things that you know I want to get into um, is all these I've mentioned it here before is like which way the lines are going to go. They're going to go the way of the Cincinnati Bengals and try to build the quarterback and everybody through the draft. Or they're going to go the way of the, uh, Los Angeles Rams. And we saw what they did put a team together, but we got action Jackson in the NFL. Right. And, and Dorch's favorite guy, Aaron Rodgers, had to lead it off <laughs> all, all yesterday and stuff like this. So, um, uh, Dort Snow, before I forget, I'm going to start with this because I thought what we saw last weekend at Bay Hill, which was Arnold's course, mm-hmm. which if anybody follows golf or doesn't, um, Scotty Scheffler won shooting a, uh, 72 in the final round, which isn't, um, usually guys that are falling apart, making bogeys and sort of hanging on. But to me, um, I thought that was sort of, if Arnie was up in heaven, and we're talking about the great Arnie Palmer, uh, that's just the way that he'd want it. Oh, absolutely. That course was so tough. And my dad said it best when I called him the day after. He goes, everybody else was just trying not to win that one. Like, there were so many people who just could not seem to finish it. Uh, Rory McIlroy was actually the next day very critical of the course and how it was. But, look, you're the best in the world. We want to see you play under the toughest circumstances because it just shows how good you are. Uh, from week to week. So to see Scotty Scheffler, uh, look, I thought Gary Woodland had it won when he eagled a hole that no one else was eagling, and then he threw up a double bogey and fell right back down. So uh, it was a big win for Scotty Scheffler. It was really cool to see. But isn't it, though, Dorch, and, and and this is, so I, do, I draw comparables more and more to, like, golf and, like, NASCAR, mm-hmm. how the courses change and how people even though, and to me, some weeks, it w- it's exciting to see you know, guys sort of, like you said, that to me, that was the most human a professional golfer where it felt you, did you have that feeling as a, as a golfer? Like, Hey man, I've been there. And if this guy can do it, like I, what do I tell you on the green? I seen Rory McIlroy four putt from three feet. Why can't I do it? Yeah, no, it's, 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 you know, same. did it make you feel better as a golfer? <laughs> a little bit. It, I, I realized they were a little human. Uh, it's that same thing we talk, and we'll be talking about it here in a couple of months when the Rocket Mortgage comes to town. That's a course that I, I have played. Uh, and when I see what these guys are doing, and I, I, you know, I look at you guys and go, yeah, I've never been where they put the ball. I don't know how you do that. But it's cool to see because I can go, oh, yeah, I've three putted that green before. I know exactly what you did wrong there. So uh, it is cool to see. And it is the, you know, as much as I love seeing the, you know, the 20 unders and these guys go on these runs, it is nice every once in a while to see these guys, you know, humbled a little bit by the golf course because usually it's them humbling the golf course. I just thought it was uh, interesting. And 
Also, uh, another thing for you golf fans out there, and I know we sort of started the show opposite, and uh, but Tiger Woods going into the Hall of Fame with mm-hmm. David Faraday. I was listening to an interview where Faraday, Faraday and John McGinnis were talking, and, and the over-under of 10 seconds before Faraday rib- throws a jab at that's what Faraday said. So I'm excited to, to see to see some of that, but it feels more that the weather's sort of, you know, behaving, and we get, and we get a few nice days here and there. I'm getting the bug to itch. Oh, absolutely. Are I, you Eric? I, I, I as soon as it hits above 55 and isn't wet outside, I'm I'm out on a golf course. It's gonna happen. I I am flipping out. I cannot wait. All right, great. Well, I love Let's it. All right, there's a little the uh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? Hey, dude, that'll be nice. We'll break that down. And that's sort of, yeah. And you're right, Sean, because that's sort of right around Easter. That's sort of, that's sort of the kickoff, the masters to the, the true blue golf season, I guess around here for Michigan. So we got our, uh, we got our golf them out of the way. I know, uh, a lot of people out there love the game just as much as I do, but we got to talk some football when we come back. Wow. Yeah, yesterday was pretty exciting. Whether uh, I want to know from my guys, Sean and Eric, uh, Russell Wilson in Denver, and now Carson Wentz in Washington for the brand new Commanders. We'll talk about it when we come back here. Darren McCarty Show, AM760, WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. As we were talking about before going to break, I was wondering with all the action, because the NFL uh, being uh, the biggest league, uh, at least in the United States and um sort of conquers all when they make a move everybody else listens reminds me of the old ef hutton commercial sean back in the day when ef hutton talks people listen a lot of movements starting with aaron Rodgers declaring he is going back to green bay uh 50 million dollars a year is quite a commitment uh franchising Devonte adams russell wilson being traded um to the Broncos for a haul of which gives Seattle an opportunity to get back in the mix real quick. Uh, today, I, I just uh, saw Carson Wentz being traded to the Washington Commanders. Um, not quite the haul, as I understand, Sean. Is that correct? Yeah, the Colts get a 2022 third-round pick, a 2023 third-round pick that can become – a second rounder if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the plays this next season and a 2022 second rounder. Uh, The commanders get Wentz and a 2022 second round pick. So you're absolutely right. Not quite the hall at all. Nothing really is short of the Herschel Walker deal uh, that uh, Denver and Seattle took care of. Yeah. And if people aren't familiar, it was a first was it a, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's, it equates down to two firsts and two seconds in the next two years plus, which pretty much gives you, what, what does that give you? It gives you um, right there, the ability to, to, to get this team back at it. This to me, does this put Seattle right in the hunt for one of these young quarterbacks to wherever they're drafting? 
absolutely. I mean, you're talking about number nine, not only their pick, uh, the 2023 first rounder, the two second rounders this year. And, oh, by the way, that's a 40. So they're going to have, what, four picks, I think, in the top 40, if I'm not mistaken, a 22 fifth round selection and a 22 fourth round selection. And not to mention, they picked up Noah Fant, pretty darn good tight end, uh, defensive lineman Shelby Harris and Drew Locke. So uh, Seattle going in one direction and Denver kind of feeling the way that the Rams did last year that, hey, you know what? Maybe we're a quarterback away from getting it done. So um, that it's interesting to see, you know, where teams think they are and, and what they're prepared to do. No, it really does. And then it, it also goes. So, you know, I, my question is still out on Russell Wilson. Um, as far as I know that it's sort of like I uh, obviously Washington, they, they sort of have the things around them. Denver uh, has some obviously Jerry Judy you know, Cortland uh, Sutton and stuff like this, some weapons. But I'm still, to me, I'm still questions out on Russell Wilson. And I guess the question's out to say that on Carson Wentz too. So I'm going to bring it back home though, because this is sort of the predicament that I'm talking about or predicament or situation or whatever you want is that the Lions could be in, right? If they don't select a quarterback and, determine that they're going the Cincinnati way this year. Right. So um, with all the draft capital, like, do you like this move by both teams, Sean? Do you, how, how did, how did you see this? I don't know if Russell Wilson puts the Broncos over the top. I, and I, I, anybody who knows me, I love Russell Wilson. I really do. But he's 33 years old. There's a lot of wear and tear. This guy has taken a punishment and he can still get it done with his arm, but I think part of what made Russell Wilson such a dynamic quarterback, uh, Darren, is is his ability to move in and out of the pocket. And and you know what? It's not what it was just a couple years ago. And 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 so that's that's a big concern to me. So as we sit here right now, I love what Seattle got out of the deal. Let's reconvene about nine months from now, though, if we're talking about, you know, Denver being the divisional winner and 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 making a long run in the playoffs, maybe we could see it was worth it. But I, I've got my doubts right now. i got to be honest with you. No, and, and that's fair. And, and here's the whole thing, too, right, where I see in, with Seattle is it'll be interesting how much Pete Carroll does or does not have his hands on it because to me it looks like they're pulling the power away from him and they're going to start over. But it's also goes to show you if you do it right, you can get right back in this game, right? You, you know what I'm saying like that? Because I'm impressed of the haul that Seattle got. Now, now let's move over to Carson Wentz. Does he – and you got to remember, this is the NFC uh, – the NFC, what what are they called? Cent, whatever the, the Dallas, the East, the East, the East. Yes, right. Where a under five hundred team can make the playoffs, right? So so it's not that tough a division that like Russell Wilson went in. And he's got to face Patrick Mahomes and Justin he- Herbert and stuff like this. Now, does Carson Wentz put Washington over the top in that division? You know, he had a nice bounce back season last year. I don't think enough was said about it, what he did with the Colts. But 
uh, to me, Mac, I, I just I don't think so. I, I, I really don't think so. That's a pretty darn good team in Washington. Uh, I, make no mistake about it. They had that cute little run uh, a couple of years ago, if you remember. But, boy, I, I, I just don't think so. Not at all. Even though that's a less than division, I don't think so. But doesn't it look like uh, and, and, and Washington maybe is the heavier beer than Indianapolis was with using Carson Wentz? It's sort of the same thing, isn't it? Trying to do it the sort of same way, right? It, oh. it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. But the one thing that I like is they really didn't. Did they give up really anything? No. Other right? No. It's 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 not it's not a bad package at all for a guy that you know is still young and and quite frankly coming off uh, as I said a kind of underrated season. I mean, he's still only twenty nine years old, you know, and. I, I just don't think that was a big package to give up at all. All right. And what about, I need to know your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers being back with the Packers and stuff like this, as far as from the Lions point of view, right? Gonna, it doesn't really change anything as far as the, where they're going or how they're building their team or anything, or, you know, what is, what are your thoughts? No, you, Mac, he's, he's going to continue to haunt us. I mean, the, the guy is coming off a, an MVP season, uh, you know, it, it goes to show you how much things have changed because Mac, when we were younger and talking about them being done for the last few years, here's a guy that's 38 years old and I have no reason to believe it's going to end anytime soon. I really don't. I mean, he, he threw for over 4,000 yards last year. He had 37 touchdowns against only four interceptions. Um, he's going to continue to haunt us for the foreseeable future. No doubt about that. All right, Shawnee B, I love it. A uh, little bit of update to see where we're at. Um, it'll be interesting, though. It'll be interesting, and I love to see that because it was a loaded question because I know you've always been a Russell Wilson fan, but it's nice to see when you can uh, look at the perspective-wise and say, no, guys, I think that, it, that there still is an issue there. So um, thanks for joining us here on this uh, Friday night. If you're listening to this, I apologize to all you Sparty lovers, but the pain is over. We knew it. The pain was over. Get rid of it. Uncle Tom, back to the drawing board. It's okay. Um, it's okay when it happens once in a while like this. So thanks for joining us. Darren McCarty Show, AM 760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm going to get used to that. forgot <laughs> Dorch is actually producing. Um, but that's sort of like, that's a great segue, Dorch. It happened not by accident, but that was like the Red Wings performance last night. Oh. Or, or I say last night because recording this Wednesday. But on Tuesday night against the Arizona Coyotes, if you did not hear or weren't, was the, to my opinion, the rock bottom of the Steve Eisenman regime and how and you could say how can you say that they were way worse before and you know what i'm going to show you because this is what it is red wing nation we always say we're fickle but we're knowledgeable and stuff like this and last night's or tuesday night's performance was the end of the end because of the effort and it's because our expectations have grown our expectations in our team and our team's performance and effort. And unfortunately, unfortunately, 
We were talking about this off the air, but I'll bring this to to the to my people. Um, I think Jeff Blasio's time is done, and, Je- and Sean and I are huge Jeff Blasio person fans. Love Jeff Blasio and what he's done, coach. But I'll let you say, like, it's not being harsh. It's just seeing it. And if anybody's seen the videos and stuff, look online. I think Steve Eiserman's face and the fact that I just think that sometimes you lose the boy's ear. I related this more back onto the a Dave Lewis situation my last year before uh, the lockout season, before I ended up going to Calgary after Scotty retired. It, um, it's just a great guy, but it might be time for a change. And I, and I was saying this, Sean, is that I would like this, like, this is ahead of schedule because I think we both agree we didn't think that this would be a serious conversation until after the end of next season. Is that right? No, I, I didn't think so. I, I thought we'd have that conversation at the end of next year. Mac, I, I know we've both been pretty consistent. I thought by the time the 23-24 season comes around, the Red Wings are going to be a very dangerous team, okay? Not until then. I know a lot of people want to put the cart in front of the horse. Uh, I thought that uh, Jeff Blasher would be around at least t- until then. I took away from last night exactly what you did it, it was a tough watch and i think mac what makes it more difficult the coyotes are terrible terrible and they've got some young talent on the team i really like keller in particular i think he's in a tough tough spot but uh, my goodness gracious you shouldn't get run like that by anybody let alone the coyotes Here's two stats, Sean. I don't know if you know this or not, and this one blew my head off, right? The Arizona Coyotes are the first team to put back-to-back uh, eight-plus goals together in the NHL since the 1988 Pittsburgh Penguins that had Jagger and Lemieux and Stevens in the is that unbelievable? They put up an eight spot against uh, Colorado or something, or you know, but back to back games. That blew my mind. And Absolutely. then also, also too, here's the most telling sign because what we saw on Tuesday night was hiding under the sheets through the run through the top teams, right? And not only we get the inconsistency, but let me tell you this. The most unacceptable, atrocious stat that I had since the All-Star game is the Wings are giving up 5.2 goals against Sean. You couldn't win in the 80s doing that. No, that's exactly. And and you know what? Ned's a good goalie. And, and, and Thomas has played well. Darren, something's amiss. There's no doubt about it. How many times have you seen it, whether you like it or not, a new voice comes in, a new guy comes in, and it's not just, okay, you're playing better, you're playing a lot better. Max, something I've been seeing, uh, the Habs have been on fire since they made that change, since Marty St. Louis came in. You know, it's a voice, they're letting these guys play, and and, and it's a big-time difference. And, you know, again, let me let me be point blank. It's not like this team's going to go on a run and get into the playoff or something like that. But sometimes it just reaches the end, and boy, it looks like the end right now. Well, and you mentioned Marty St. Louis and Montreal and stuff like this, former players and stuff, and, you know, there's a lot of speculation on who the next coach 
would be or but that's I think it's about the process. But I think you look right under our noses, right down to Grand Rapids, and there's a guy down there named Ben Simon, who I think is a former player that also too that I'm a big fan of. Just because he's he's he has figured out and this is like a lot of these younger guys, you know, Sheldon Keefe in Toronto. You know, it's 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 a tough team of how to balance the old and the new, right? To carry that respect and stuff like this. So, and it's just sometimes it's it the message won't change. It's just a different, it's just a different tone, right? It's somebody else is playing the song, right? You know that that's that's the whole thing. And I think that because expectations have changed, and because everything is and and here's the thing that doesn't work in Blasio's favor either is the development is the speedy development of guys like Irvidson and Bergeron and where they're at. Like these guys are coming and they're coming quick. Right. Yep. So, so now's the time. It's just like anything else. So now would be the time to get the right guy in. Right. So it's, I know the sport that doesn't play and whatever like that, but you look at the reason is you feel confident about the Tigers with the young pitching staff is that AJ Hench is in there and he's comfortable and he's, has a year under his belt, right? So I don't know. It's 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 something that I would not be surprised. Uh, the, the whole thing is if you're listening to this on Friday night, obviously the game at home, and it'll be interesting how they bounce back. The real telling sign, though, Sean, which is really, really disappointing, right, is when you're arguably one of your top guys comes back into the lineup and Jacob Verona, which played his first game and, and did what I thought he'd do is be – be, um, a great asset on the power play early on until he finds his, you got to miss, you miss the season. You got to give him a chance to find his legs and find his time and stuff like this, but still the talent on the power play. But I would have thought that the rest of the guys would have been so stoked to play with, you know what I'm saying? You know yeah. how it works in the dressing room, especially at different times of year, especially to make a statement, but it just goes to show the commitment to defense, the commitment uh, to each other. The message is, is, is an apparent sign. And, and no further thing said that to me than the general manager's expression because he's watched every second of every game. So he knows more than all of us. And it's, that's why it's hashtag wiser plan. But, you know, you look at the way things fall together. You know, I came out and I said I thought that that game would be Verona's first one looking at the schedule. Well, if you look at the schedule, I wouldn't be surprised that there might be a change after this road trip this weekend to Western Canada. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I'm with you. Ben Simon's a guy that's paid his dues. Uh, you know, he coached and, and had a lot of success in the ECHL. He's been an assistant in the AHL at a couple different spots, and now he's been the head guy. Uh, they like to stay within the company, so let's see how it plays out, Mac. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Anyways, uh, we're going to come back here on the Darren McCarty Show. Thank you for joining us this Friday night. We got to get in the microwave and get in the barbecue. Find out what the boys are up to going down this weekend. Thanks for joining us here on Friday night. Darren McCarty Show, AM 760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Oh, might as well bring it back. Thank you, Mr. Cooper. Alice Cooper, one of my favorites. And also, too, a great guy to golf with. George, 
that's one thing. You're going to get closer to the barbecue than you ever will, Alice Cooper, golfing with me and him. So don't you worry about it. We're talking about it. That's my Mr. Positive door. Sorry, Greg, we taped it. So it's the only reason we missed you. But, Sean, uh, quick thoughts. Uh, Major League Baseball, I'm out PA, whatever garbage. My thing is until it affects uh, the players' paychecks, and then the owners come back. Well, we'll give you all. You only have to play this. Da, 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 da. Until pay until somebody's paychecks or somebody's bottom dollar is affected, we won't we won't have a really uh we won't be on our way to a solid answer, will we? No, I and, and I I'm terrified. I know there was some more positivity this afternoon, and boy, I hope Mac that we're talking about it being on track by the time this airs. But I, I, I'm with you. I I. I have a feeling we're going to go a few more weeks. I really do. All right. And another, uh, another stat that I came across that I knew I had to bring up this um, to you, that there's been 68 hat tricks in the NHL this season, the most in 25 years. But the stat that blows me away is it's by 62 different guys. Jeez. Oh, Pete. Jeez. Right? Oh, Pete. That's how, how amazing is that? Like, like I, 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 and people, I, I know we're on radio and stuff, but watching, we're taping this on Streamyard, and watching Sean's face when I read him that the sixty-eight isn't the fact that the record's broken because we could probably say that'd usually be between maybe twelve guys, yeah. Right? But the fact yeah. that it's sixty-two guys, what does that tell you? I mean, it tells me that the stat about the Wings giving up five point two goals since the All Star break probably beat plays into this, but I don't think they've had a hat trick against them. So that's no. another. You know, it was crazy, Mac. There was one year, and it was just before you reached uh, the league. But I, I remember it was it was 1990, and there were, if I'm not mistaken, I think nine different 50 goal scorers. I, it just well, just yeah. one strange year that just guys were scoring goals left and right, and you know sometimes it happens like that. Speaking about goal scoring, shout out to Alexander Ovechkin who just. Uh... Past uh, Yager or tied Yager in goals, he's like one twenty-eight to Gretzky. Does he get to Gretzky? No. Okay. I don't think. I really is. don't. I don't think so. I I, I don't. It Father Time's got to catch up to him at some point in time, right? Yeah, but I sort of I sort of do think that he might. All right. I think that if anybody's got a shot, he might. But, oh, but that's something. But hey, can I ask you this? Is it at least on your radar? Oh, Has for he at sure. least? Right, exactly. You got you, Yeah, you you wouldn't be. What about you, Dorchy? Do you think uh, Alex Ovechkin can can break the great one's goal? You need about four more great years. Yeah, I, I mean, if he can stay healthy, I don't see why not. I mean, I think he's still good for you know forty goals a year. The guy's one of the best scorers of all time. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yager played in the NHL until he was what seventy seven. So you know, Ovechkin's got some. Yager's time. still playing. He he's owns, still playing. He owns a team. In the Checo League still. So, and he's still playing. So, I mean, I mean, the, the, those guys, but that's one of those, that's one of those Kyle Ripken game streaks, you know, that you never thought anybody would ever touch. He's still got so many goals to go, though. You know, I mean, you're talking about 126. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's still a hey, long way, but. And you know what, Sean? I had 127 career goals. So he can get there. <laughs> Just, just took me a long time, so he can. Ovi, you can have mine, buddy. I say, just sell him max goals. That that'll work. I don't. I, hey, I just want a couple sticks. <laughs> Those go. things are weapons. 
I don't know how to use them, but the toe curve. All right, more <laughs> importantly, it's a Friday night. Sean, how was last weekend? The weather was pretty good, and what do you got planned? Because we were mentioning that the weather might be nice this weekend, too. So what's on the barbecue? The hey, you know what? We'll never uh, Mac, Mac, last weekend, I, I, I told you, the kids said that they're on the rib kick right now. We, we did some racks of ribs, saw the new Batman movie. It was a nice day. And then uh, this, this Sunday, temperature is going to creep near 50. And uh, the call went out for just good old-fashioned traditional cheeseburgers. I'm a big Big twice baked potato fan, so I think some cheeseburgers and dwi- twice baked potatoes on the menu. Any specific cheese on those cheeseburgers? You know what? Uh, I it's player's choice because for me, player's I'm, choice. Yeah, I'm I'm a spicy. Some I'm dorks a spicy will never jack see. Guy, you know, I I like to go with that, but for the most part, it seems everybody else. My wife likes provolone. Both the kids like some American. Oh, I love it. I love it. Doesn't it sound so good, Dorch? Oh, man. What do you got, microwave? Or or what are you making the wonderful, lovely Aaron for dinner tonight? Aaron won't let me cook. If I cook, she <laughs> might get sick. So uh, uh, I, I'm in charge of watching the water boil. Um, no, uh, Aaron and I. That's an important task. It's a big task, and I take it very Sean seriously. Sean makes me do that sometimes when I'm at his house for a barbecue. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, this weekend, Aaron and I are making, uh, one of her signature dishes. She was in the mood for Mexican. So some chicken enchiladas, always tasty with Aaron. I uh, love them. She makes, makes, she makes great chicken enchiladas. So we're going to do that and some, uh, you know, some Spanish rice. Good for you. Two years, Dorch. Two years to finally figure out how to play this game. It doesn't really matter what you have. You just try to make the other guys. Palates water. Um, speaking of that, as we're recording this on, the seventh, uh, two years ago to this day, you know what, 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 and I heard this, um, was the Rudy Gobert microphone oh. incident oh. And tomorrow. Tomorrow oh. is start to shut that, start to shut start down to where shut he's down. the first person uh. positive. Huh. And then where it starts here in Detroit. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is Rudy Gobert's, this is the fun thing. I've said this before, but this is the one thing that pops me all the time. And pops me means it makes me laugh. It's a wrestling term. Is that Rudy Gobert's room, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes came in after that and was John Forsland, our friend, the, the play by play announcer. And he got, he had to stay quarantined in that room at MGM for two weeks. Oh, so boy. I always thought that that's the most painful thing, having to be stuck in your room at a casino and can't go downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> big time, big time. Hey, Cortez, you have any- <laughs> Dorch, you know what? You know this, Mac. I'm sure you you know this. Uh, we taped that afternoon, and we were the last show at, at the Fisher Building for a long time. Oh, I don't yeah. know how long it was, but we did our show. And, Mac, if you remember, the engineer, Ray, basically put some stuff on our computer that would allow us to do it from home. And then they said, get the heck out of here. And I mean, uh, JR was, it was empty for a while. We were the last show. I went, I went for years as every Sunday I would hang out with Sean Belegian during Lions games. I have not been in the same room as, and I'm sure Sean's very happy about this. I've not been in the same room as Sean Belegian for almost two years now. It is insane. I've seen Mac a couple of times, but yeah, Sean and Sean and I not in the same room for a couple of years. And I think he likes the streak to stay alive. Isn't that amazing? Because then you can pinpoint because, you know, I always say that life's a destination is a waste. It's about the journey. But so two years and now the new studio and how things that life, you know, 
It's like uh, Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street. Revolutions, baby, revolutions. It keeps on moving on down the road. But, you know, to me, it sort of bookmarks where, <clears throat> wow, we were the last show, and I remember that, um, to the fact that where we are here today. And, uh, you know, thank everybody out there uh, for sure for, for joining in on this journey. And, you know, who knows? I look forward for the three of us. You know, when we're all in the same room in the new Absolutely. studio at some point in time, and maybe uh, Uncle Mitchell let us have his favorite nephew, Brandon, too. We're so adaptable, though, because I, I don't know about you guys. I hated the first couple weeks of doing shows on the computer. I hated yeah. it. I couldn't stand it. And then all of a sudden, you know what? It, it's that comfort level. Now I, I love it. This is great. I mean, I miss the camaraderie. Make no mistake about this, but... Uh, you know, that's the way we all adapted. Now, you know, I've got my comfort zone around me. And, you know, this is where I feel comfortable. It's weird how that works out. No, but and that's the whole thing is is what as a species. And I think that, you know, just to say to everybody out there, just going through whatever with everything going on in the world, whether it's the illness or, or you know, friends or family. No, you're absolutely right, Mac. I mean, that's, uh, you know what, count your blessings. I mean, that's kind of where we're at as a society. Uh, we got to get out of here. Eric Dorch, thank you. Brandon Blake, thank you. Darren McCarty, as always, it's a pleasure. We will talk to you soon. Darren McCarty Show right here on 760 WJR.